Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters um, for Thursday, I think. Anyway, I am joined today by Callum Smiles. Hello. And the Lord of Kabul himself. Hello, everyone. Good Lord to be Mark. back. <laughs> this is a sequel, isn't it? That's technically, I suppose. I guess so, yeah. I mean, wait till the third time I'm going to create another international diplomatic incident. <laughs> Bro, I pray. <laughs> <laughs> I caused a war in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Foreign office moment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But no, um, it, it's great to have you back. It's good to be back. I kind of miss Kabul, though, but it's, it's good to be in England, I guess. I'm lying, but... I mean, we're in Swindon. Central I was just really about dangerous. to say yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, was dodging, I was dodging you know, the knives as I was walking here, man, 100%. Uh, say that, but yeah. we've had a few problems recently. Anyway, <laughs> I, I have an announcement to make before we begin. So it is that we'll be doing a Lads Hour after this. So that's 30 minutes after the end. We'll be coming back on to do the ideal holiday for all the panel <laughs> guests, uh, which includes the Lord of Cabal. Which, please, um, please come. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to shitpost so much, I might even slip some gamer words in there. Don't do that. Oh, well. <laughs> it is said premium. lads hour. <laughs> lads hour, yeah. It is premium. It's behind a paywall, but you know we still are under British rules. So. You're not broke, are you? You can afford it. Join. What, what they go to jail? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I suppose um, today we're going to be talking about Lord Miles Returns Part 2. I want these people out now, which was a funny speech in Parliament, and our big fat problem, which I presume is yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I suppose we shall begin. So Lord Miles has returned. He's joining us today. And um, so I'm not really sure how this will go, but we put Miles in charge of a segment, which might be a disaster, but we'll suppose we'll find out. <laughs> but Lord Miles, people who don't know, has been in Taliban custody, I think is the correct term. Holiday. Holiday. He's I had a lovely, holiday. It was an unexpected mandatory <laughs> holiday, guys. <laughs> A nice mandatory holiday for, what, eight months? Eight now? months. And it wasn't just for Taliban. It was their intelligence agencies, GDI. So it's like their MI6, their CIA. So he's been having good fun trying to reintegrate back into the hellscape that is England compared to the glorious... Well, it's kind of now. easy. There's no real difference between the two countries now nowadays. <laughs> so I just walked around and was like, wow, it reminds me of Kabul. Oh, wait, this is Birmingham. <laughs> I mean, you say that. I had the same thing when I came back. Genuinely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen your latest video. That's excellent, by the way. Like, yeah. I watched that in Taliban prison and the Taliban were like, wow, that's really good. Lovely country. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> the GDI are watching my videos being like, oh, man, London has fallen. Yeah, Billions must... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, but I suppose... um. I'll let you take it away and um, tell us how you've been, man. Yeah, of course. So it's been a lovely holiday. Lovely to get away from it all. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've changed quite a bit. Had a good time. You've shaved. Yeah, I shaved. The uh, my hairline's doing excellent, as you guys can see. Uh, so it's branded now. So it spells an M for miles. You know, so it's on purpose. No, for Mujahideen. <laughs> yeah, for Mujahideen. Yeah. For uh, oh no, it's miles. It's for Mossad. So uh, Mossad miles. You know, I'm gonna get arrested again for saying that when I go back. <laughs> But for people who are wondering, Miles does schizo post IRL quite yeah, a lot. I'm, I'm but kind it is of, in good in good humour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I'm retarded. <laughs> I just want to make sure. You know. I, I really am retarded, guys. Let's be honest here. Like I, I went, I went to a British university to study physics, so it's like 70 IQ moments. I can't even watch myself without Callum's help. You know, I'm just like Forrest Gump. But Bro, just... I did the same thing, <laughs> babe. Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to get back into the segment, guys. This is really going well so far. Thank you for this opportunity. So when I got arrested in Kabul, this was my fifth time in Afghanistan. So, you know, you casually pop down to Afghanistan five times. It does raise some suspicions. Taliban were like, hey, Miles, bro, why, why have you come here? What, what's going on, man? Is this a midlife crisis? Or, you know, are you a spy? I'm worried about you. Yeah, they're like, we're concerned about you, man. And I was like, hey, 
I like your country. I like going for holiday. And to be fair, you, you look at my name and you know what comes up all the time? Danger tourist. You know, he's just going to dangerous places. Partly, partly, but I also, I also do some business. So I'm opening a gold mine in Afghanistan as you casually do. You know, you got... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. You go, to, you go to open events at universities. Like, you know, you got a lawyer. You got like... <laughs> you got gold mine in Afghanistan yeah, society. Yeah, got, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> opening a Morrison's franchise is just saturated. So you, yeah, mate. You <laughs> Afghanistan over a gold mine. Exactly. I'm all a Tesco's guy myself about three pound meal deal. Actually, it's gone up to four pounds now. Bloody oh, brother, inflation. Card, you've missed so much. Oh, it's a yeah, good thing you have that country. gold. It's so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll just try and pay in gold bullions in Tesco's, you know. Probably won't cover half of groceries nowadays, bloody hell. But anyway, I became the biggest Taliban merch salesman in the West. So I would actually buy up a bunch of Taliban merch, <laughs> fly back to the UK and set a huge markup. And to be fair, it's worth it for risk, but I have to go through and all that. So I made a decent chunk of change off it. And to be fair, it was very much worth it. So I remember all my friends were like, Miles, you're retarded. It's going to pay terribly. You know, you, what are you doing? And they, yeah, PhDs about only less money than the traveling Taliban merch salesman. So uh, <laughs> things are quite good right I now. I like when people come from the Middle East, like Europe, they, they sell knockoff Man United shirts and like yeah, Brazil yeah. football shirts from 2002. And you're there going, who wants a turban? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yes, it's like... Get your turban, pad a turban. Oh, yeah. The amount of times I would go into like an airport and I would, you know, I would, I know I could walk through without uh, declaring anything, but I just want to mess with the airport police and all that stuff. So I slam, you know, my backpack on the uh, something to declare section, unzip it, and I go, oh, you got some Taliban merch here. Got some headbands. <laughs> I got some nine eleven. I got some nine eleven. Was, yeah, it, yeah. was it carrot sticks black taped together? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I've got like, uh, I've got like some swords, some stuff like this, and they're like. You know, it's like, holy crap. They call it counter-terrorism. It's like, there's nothing we could do about Miles. He's just kind of a goofy guy, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, like, somehow as well, Shopify allows me to do my stuff, and it's all chill. And somehow... Well, they're not a terrorist group, to be yeah, clear. Yeah, true. They, this, is they one are... the, this is one of the quirks people don't seem to understand sometimes, which is that um, the Taliban aren't declared a terrorist organization in any part of the West. The only yeah. places I can think of, at least on Wikipedia, it says Canada and... Japan. Which I've sold to Canada before. Well, that's a customer's problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it means that what you're doing is completely legal, which is what makes you such a weird and interesting character in that yeah, way. It's like no one's, no one's buying and selling that stuff. And to be fair, I mean, it's, it's clearly under Taliban rule. So their merch does sell well. Like I've had some embassies buy their new flag off me. Now I can't say which embassy, but I've seen the shipping addresses and <laughs> it is genuine. I think maybe some guys just ordering and sending it to the Afghan embassies just to troll them maybe. But, um, you know, a lot some weird people do buy my stuff, and it, it's a good business. And also the gold mine thing—that's next level, guys. So, you know, if if I want if I wasn't gonna ever get a uh, mortgage at this point, uh, you know, the gold mine's gonna just exclude me from ever banking or anything. So, turns out Afghanistan has what three uh, trillion dollars worth of mineral reserves. Two hundred million dollars are in this one site. No one's bidding for it. The Americans can't go there again. Because- yeah, yeah. They, can't, yeah. they come back just for the gold. Yeah, they can't. Oh, we forgot our three trillions worth of yeah, like, minerals. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. The oil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to bring uh, freedom or something. Yeah. yeah. We're going to spread some democracy and take yeah, back yeah. three trillion of. I don't believe in democracy, man. It's kind of cringe, you know. It's just it's just a bunch of retards voting in retards, you know. Actually, yeah. I, I should be head of democracy. I'm a retard. <laughs> but anyway, uh, $200 million worth of gold is in that side. The Americans can't bid on it because of obviously they're Americans. And the Chinese already have enough land rights up north, so they don't want too many uh, Chinese investors taking over Afghanistan. So apparently I'm the Taliban's top guy for this stuff. 
<laughs> so there we are. I mean, for people who don't understand as well, because there was some criticism from people who weren't familiar where they were like, well, you know, why would you beat yourself at such risk? It is business. Yeah. But- this is something about international people, at least. I mean, we met some um, when we were there, like other human beings who do stuff for business in dangerous countries. It's yeah. actually not that unusual. Yeah, and- it's very common. Yeah, you know, they're just not posting about it on Twitter for obvious reasons. They've got common sense, you know. There are hundreds of people in Afghanistan right now, British people, Americans, Chinese, all this other stuff, just doing everyday business because it is necessary. It's just not very visually public. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're probably the, the, the top guy for, <laughs> for making this like a thing where people understand, oh, there are human beings who go out and do these you know, big risk, big reward uh, situations. Oh, yeah. Because- it's the opposite opportunity. Exactly. You, got, you can't take the gold mining in Afghanistan pill. You know, some people earn 30 grand a year out of uni working some crappy nine to five job, but I just goof off and just sell stuff on Shopify and, you know, dig, dig up money from the literal ground. And hopefully I don't get executed. Hopefully I just make a few bucks. It's, it's, it's a really, hopefully. yeah, it's a new, it's a new pipeline that people should go down. You know, you got drop shipping. I, <laughs> I am. You, you got drop shipping. You've got, you know, you've got shedding of a shop off store. Ore. Yeah, now, now gold ore in Afghanistan to the next thing, guys. You know, Andrew Tate will pick up on this someday. I guarantee it. It's, it's the next big thing. Are you actually, I do, if this does work out and you do end up setting up a gold mine, are you actually going to bring back samples to sell? Because I want Yeah, to yeah. No, I, I will, because I'm really the Lord autistic. Miles gold mine. Oh, yeah, of I've course. i piece on the wall. You know, just to piss off my university that tried to kick me out of the Koi for Loughborough University gold mine yeah, Afghanistan yeah. campus. Yeah, just to piss But they off. can't do that. You're Afghani. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing, guys, too. I got offered Afghan citizenship. And so the guys were like, hey... Uh, you see how brown he is? Yeah, exactly. I got a tan, you know. I look like Walter White on that photo of there. Walter so Brown. <laughs> Uh, should we go through the photos? Yeah, yeah, let's go through them. So we'll, we'll start at the beginning. The star, yeah, yeah, of course. So Miles has brought for us a show and tell slideshow of uh, good stuff, you know. Good times. Yeah, man, this is a uh, this is my <laughs> so holiday presentation. <laughs> so a uh, friend and I, uh, this is uh, one of them is James, one of them is me. Uh, when we got arrested, uh, obviously they were saying, "Hey, the security, we can't show where we're taking you." At this point, we thought, "Oh, nothing's gonna go wrong." So we put a bag over our head and tie us up a little bit. You know, and we're just laughing. We think it's kind of goofy. Uh, really bad omen. You know, How did you get a picture? They let us take a picture. I was like, I literally pulled out my phone. I was like, hey, like, take a pic, take a pic. And they were like, oh, Mushkanisha, yeah, and fast you about me. It's no problem. And they were just giggling with us. You know, they thought it was chill. Because people of- find that difficult to believe sometimes. But when I, because I can testify being with you in Afghanistan. Like, oh, yeah. It's- sincerely, the, they want to have fun too. Yeah, yeah. So- it's like they're a bunch of lads, you know. Everyone, when they think of a Taliban, they think of Black Hawk Down or some serious other. Serious face. Yeah, it's very serious, you know, very, oh, I hate, I hate the West, billions must die, type of thing. But honestly, they're just a bunch of lads that went for a war. They got their own country back and they're just kind of like sometimes a little bit bored. You know what's funny is yeah. you're saying this, and like some people take like uh, offense or something like that. Yeah, like, good. That's weird. That's funny. No, but what's really funny is I remember when Kabul fell. And the guy in charge of British defense went on national television and said exactly the same thing. Wait, what did he say exactly? He said they're country boys <laughs> <laughs> and they're anti corruption and they want their country back. And, and <clears> then <throat> the it's true. Burley interviewing him was just like, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. It's they're not wrong. Um, I think, you know, class as freedom fighters, they just want to goof off. You know, honestly, <laughs> I would just say white boy summer, kind of. Okay, so that, anyway, we, got, we had a lovely photo. Yeah. Uh, this is me in Taliban prison, by the way. So I didn't go to the actual physical prison. I went to a guest house because they were like, you know, Miles didn't have a permit for going to this gold mine area, this site. You know, I screwed up. I do apologize for Taliban genuinely because I got respect for rule of law there. I screwed up a little bit. At first, they suspected I was a spy and they found out I wasn't. I'm just a goofy, quirked up kid who's just having a fun on his holiday, doing some everyday business in Afghanistan, as you do. Just a humble shoe yeah, just, salesman. I'm a humble Afghan shoe salesman. Oh, by the way, 
Uh, shameless plug right here. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Shameless plug. Shoes. <laughs> so I got these are Taliban shoes right here. I'm very sorry for dirtying your. Did you get them desk. signed by the prison? Oh yeah, yeah. So I was like, sorry, I went the to the staff in the uh, prison, and I was like, hey man, Bye. sign my stuff, sign my stuff, you know, sign me up. And they they signed me stuff like I love Afghanistan. Uh, I think this says number one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, that was actually me. That was actually me, by the way. Yes, my hand next up in the there. auction, we'll have signed football boots worn by Cristiano Ronaldo himself. <laughs> Welcome to QVC. Yeah. So, did also, they just finally get some like shoes, like no, boxes of shoes from the 1990s? No, these are, just turned up. Basically, <laughs> yeah, these are made in Pakistan, but these are like the Air Force ones over there. So all the Taliban wear these. I thought. Ah, oh, geez, man, another business opportunity. I need to buy up 50 units of Taliban shoes and sell them in the West. And so the Taliban were amazed by this when they were interrogating me. They were like, why do you have 50 pairs of our shoes? And I was like, business, my friend, business. You can sell them for big bucks. And they were just staring at me like, okay, man. So if, if you go on my Twitter, this is on eBay. Happy bidding, guys. Good and you stuff. want some shoes that were in the UK in the 90s yeah. and are now yeah. if you If you wear them to the airport, you'll get a free finger up, you know, where we don't <laughs> shy. So... Very good stuff, you know. Um, I'll take this 10. will scare all the ho- <laughs> this will scare all the hose away completely. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to be autistic to buy these. So all your followers, I but guess. But this is this is your business to explain, like you actually. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you could buy these up for a few quid if you buy them in bulk. I mean, obviously shipping is a logistical nightmare, but I've sorted it out because I've got my top tees and the top Taliban uh, in Afghanistan helping me out. So, I remember there were some people asking, like, why can the why is the price such and such? And I just remember thinking. Well, you could go to Afghanistan and get one yourself. Yeah, it's like, if you want to go, I can help you guys with the visas and you could pay like several thousand pounds for flights. But it's like, I go there and we're I... In, we're not endorsing this as a company either, just to make clear. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm game. Views of Lord Miles do not necessarily Come represent me, the views of the management. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But honestly, it's good business. I'm doing quite well. Um, I'll never get a mortgage, I don't think. I don't think that West will ever approve of my uh, doings. But, or life yeah. insurance. Yeah, somehow I had life insurance, uh, but you know the premiums are stupidly high. I, I don't tell them all about my activity. So, um, I suppose so, back to your activity. Yeah, yeah, back to my activity. That's me in Taliban prison right there. You see that? I'm goofing off. I'm smiling. It's a guest house, so I'm just staying in a normal house. I have my laptop. I'm watching movies with the Taliban, like Rambo Three. We- like an Afghan faulty towers. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, it really was. Honestly, it felt like it most felt like, people um, thought you were either dead or I don't know in a basement somewhere. There is no scientific evidence that I can die. Honestly, have you? Yeah, it's true though. I will trust most things will never kill me. 99.999% of things will never kill me. So, only one thing in this world can kill me. And I, I am convinced by my scared. delusions of grandeur that it will be for North Centralese or North Central Island one day, guys. Big if true, you know. Anyway, I'm chilling. Uh, this one with Taliban, he's like, hey, how can we take your photos? Lovely hats. This is me just chilling on my bed. I had the American X look. Um, I uh, shaved my head because I thought, you know, what I'm going to look like. Uh, this is me with one member of... <laughs> I'm kind of like mad-dogging him. But um, that's one member of their GDI. We've, we've uh, blurred his face for security reasons. I'm just chilling with these guys, hanging out with them, playing rock, paper, scissors, tic-tac-toe. We're, we're exercising together in the morning. We're eating food together. We're actually playing Team Fortress 2 together. You know that video game? I had my gaming laptop with me. And I was like, hey, man, want to give it a go? And they, they had some fun, man. They had some fun. We watched the new Barbie movie together. Uh, we watched. Sorry, you had, you had a ladies' night in. Yeah, man. Well, we had we had some passion and farsi <laughs> subtitle files, and they would always go to the market with They'll me. They talked about boys and yeah. everything. Yeah, man. They were, they were like, you know, we were just lying on the floor, like, hee, what do you think of Brad? You know, 
What do you so, think of Mohammed? <laughs> are they pro Ken or not in the end? Yeah, they were like this. This is a very. They were like very good movie. I don't understand it a lot, but it is quite good. Uh, at first, when we watched the movies, uh, they were very, very, very not very liberal about it. So every time a woman was on the screen, they would go, "Ah, oh, just say try and like flash past the woman on the screen." Ah, Amy Schumer. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they watched, we all have in common. Yeah, yeah. but it's just saying I like, see women in the in the movies, and like when we watched, you know, women that were just in the whole movie it was very hard we just skipped through two hours of a movie and we only watched 10 minutes of it but when we uh, eventually they kind of yeah <laughs> it was fun man eventually they loved Titanic they watched Titanic and they loved that uh, there was one scene I think they very liked I can't mention what scene it was but one scene really resonated with them uh, but they actually were hopeless romantics of that one of the really tough uh, Taliban dudes Actually, shed a tear and like he looked quite sad at the end. Duncan, Duncan, Jack could have fit on the board. (laughs) I just imagine, like, if I was going to write a hit piece on you, now I can say that you said that the Taliban are hopeless romantics. Yeah, it's true, man. (laughs) Honestly, they they have heart, you know, they're humans. They're the same as us in some way, you know. Um, <laughs> but I'm a dude, no, no, no mass immigration, trust me, they could stay right there. I, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like this is, to yeah. be fair though, I, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but I found it um, the case after I came back, which is okay, you guys are very different, in which case, your country, your rules, whatever. Yeah, yeah fair enough. my country. Yeah, in which exactly. case, I think like everyone can get along with that. Yeah, it's chill, man. It's like, you know, I think we should kick out all the Afghans, to be honest. But, um, what, what, to send them back to Afghanistan? Yeah, why not? <laughs> all right. This is England, man. Uh, let's see as well. <laughs> yeah, and also, well, too, Miles' opinions don't necessarily represent the views of the management, I will say. <laughs> yeah, or not, times. Pub- not publicly, anyway. <laughs> also, this is uh, me, Walter White, laughing. Uh, so, you know, Jesse, we need to open the poppy seeds. So. <laughs> yeah, we need to open the poppy seeds. Jesse, 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 Jesse. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, we need to declare Johanna against the Americans. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Did you but, introduce them to Walter White? Yeah, we watched Breaking Bad with the Taliban. I had I had it on my laptop. Um, I bought it from the bazaar for like 50 pence, uh, the entire Breaking Bad series. And it had Farsi subtitles, so they were watching a few episodes with me. And when I shaved my head like this about halfway through my stay, they literally pointed at me and said, Walter, Walter. I was like, <laughs> Walter. Yeah, that was your dick away, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, you're so autistic, but I love it. But honestly, look right here. They looked after me. Honestly, they were really kind people. They they would, uh, I, obviously, I did commit crime. That's my bad. But they were like, you know, it's a small crime. If you need a taste of home miles, we go buy you some takeaway occasionally. We go get you some Coke. You can have your laptop, of course. We can let you download movies. You could go on picnics. So I was just chilling. I was just chilling, guys. Your detention was pretty cushy, by the looks of it. Oh, it was very cushy because, you know, small, it's like small crime, uh, you know, small problem. You know? Okay, but also you're a special case because I mean, like I am special, yes. Uh, no, no, not like <laughs> Mum would say. But I mean, in this case, in this situation of like you being uh, a guy who's come back so many times with a profile and is quite um, unusual. Yeah, I do mean like yeah, like, I like guess Mom I would was say. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I I was completely honest with these people. They they saw my previous work and they were like, oh, actually, some of your some of our staff here actually follow you on Twitter previous to this. We think you're kind of chill. And I was like, that's what I was getting at because yeah, they know yeah, who yeah. you are. Yeah, they fig- they figured out who I am. They figured out, oh, I'm coming to do like a big business, and that gold mine could be worth two hundred million dollars. So they're like, this guy seems all right. To be fair, you know, he just made a small mistake, didn't have a permit. Happens to the best of us. To be fair, you know, I mean, it's very paperwork. Yeah, yeah it's paperwork. The Taliban do not like paperwork. So they're like, ah, uh, you know, you gotta stay with us a little bit. You have a very small sentence, but. We're going to keep you cushy. You know, we're going to keep you happy. No problem. Just, you know, you're a brother, you're a friend, you're a guest. We're going to look after you. And I was like, thank you, my friends. And to be fair, I made friends with them. They were very lovely. Looked at that lovely pizza. 
uh, over here I had some chips and and some biscuits. Uh, I learned some pastu too, so I chilled with yeah, I'm Elsa. proud of you for that because I remember when we were there, like you didn't learn a damn word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I learned like at least thank you, and I was like, well, bro, you the Afghan, Well, the Afghans come here and don't learn a word, so I thought I should go ah, there and just have that. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Oh yeah, so uh, Nena, what's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so when I went there, uh, I. I was staying with some other people in the guest house, of course. We had about eight Taliban servants. They introduced us as, as uh, servants to us, saying, yeah, we're going to look after you. We're here to keep you happy, keep you, you know, uh, stable, all good. Um, and they were chilled. They were just lads hanging out with me. You know, felt like I was back at uni in a shared accommodation. And um, this photo here is one that was with another guy, another prisoner, but he's he got released a while back. And this is me. I, I started bulking as well. So I started you know, buying a lot of food. And I got kind of swole at that point. I, it was kind of good, you know, just posing. So we got to the point where I bought some workout equipment and I was like teaching the Taliban, hey, this is how you do, this is how many sets you do, this is progressive overload, you know, this type of stuff. So we got to a point where I was kind of doing a fitness class with the Taliban every morning. Uh, that was quite fun. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it was chill. I mean, look at that. I'm not, I'm well, you got eight bad. months to burn, I mean. Yeah, literally, yeah. I, I would mean, buy your Taliban workout DVD yeah, and you bring it out. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than any of Davina yeah. McCall's. <laughs> just eat, just eat like five loaves of nan a day, and just like lift constantly, and just listen uh, to like uh, Afghan music, and then the power of God. Would Afghan just... music? I think not. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no music. music so around. true, brother. No, no, Taliban music's actually alright. It's like it's a lot of just nasheeds. Ah, uh, uh, and just some singing over it. Okay, so it's, it's no instruments. Instruments aren't allowed. That's but up I think... my alley though. So I, I, give me. Yeah, some. yeah. But yeah, I, I remember I would wake up sometimes in the morning with Taliban just like listening to music on Spotify. No joke. There's some ta- there's like a there's Taliban, Taliban music side on Spotify. Of, there's a Taliban side of Spotify and they were just listening to the music in the morning like most people would at uni or something. So they were really, you know, it was kind of relatable. This is me in the entrance of a gold mine. Look at me. Look at the headline. I had, I had some hope left at that point. So inside there is where the Soviets actually did, took geological samples and went, oh. You know, this this is worth like two hundred million dollars right here. So I went inside. We actually found like just straight up gold right there. We tested it to see if it was fool's gold and stuff. It was real gold. If we dug that out, that'd be what a few a few hundred or a few thousand dollars just stuck in the wall right there. It's gold ore. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. You know, there's so much money to be made in Afghanistan, and it is a great country for business too. They really do want foreign investment, but sadly, the Western media has kind of screwed them over in that type of stuff uh, with the perspective perception of things if you go there they're really open for foreign business uh, so I'm going back I got invited back by the way uh, yeah this is me at the end of the cave the cave honestly went on for about 5 minutes so we are like 300 meters down it's very deep it was quite fun and like for Taliban shoes like, these are these are real please buy them I need to buy food thanks uh, <laughs> yeah, look at this just a and, humble shoe salesman yeah man I'm just a humble shoe salesman that's uh, that's why I put on my taxes if I did them <laughs> and paid them <laughs> I haven't paid my tax in three years, man. You sure anyway. you want to say this live? <laughs> I don't care. Man. What, what are we going to do? I mean, I'll just run to Afghanistan. They're not going to deport me back. Anyway, uh, I've seen this photo before. This is brilliant. Yeah, man. Look, this, look that this guy is you <laughs> getting arrested, I believe. Yeah, man. This is me getting arrested. So this guy, this guy is photogenic as hell, isn't he? He's got a lovely smile. He's got great teeth, too. Uh, we got arrested, um, and they were just like, yeah, let's take some photos, dude. This is kind of fun. I was taking photos throughout. Um, I'll tell you as well what happened in between. So obviously I got interrogated and questioned and they tried every uh, angle in the book to see if I was a spy or not. I wasn't. So, I, you know, they were like, Miles, 
if you're a spy, you know, you can join us and we'll pay you. Just tell us your tricks and your training and you get to leave. I was like, no, like Miles, we found information. We know you are a spy, just admit it. And I said, I'm not, man. And in the end, they realized I wasn't. And I kept thinking, why do they think I'm a spy? And you know what happened then? My friend James, he got arrested with me. And just doing normal routine interrogation to see you know, why you're here, you know, he told him Miles might be a spy. Miles might be a spy. You know, to work in intelligence, you require intelligence. I clearly lack that. You know what I mean? I am like, I, I don't know, mate. I'm, I, I'm, I can't quite tell if you are a complete retard or a complete genius. <laughs> There's a fine I guess, line between Yeah, it's like, it's like Forrest Gump was retarded, but he owned, you know, he became rich, I guess. So. Apple, apparently, if one of them is the movie. Yeah, so. man. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, apples are really good to eat, but I just don't know about their business, you know? That's literally Forrest Gump's line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of Forrest Gump laughing right now. But um, <laughs> honestly, I, my friend did throw me on for bus. I don't know if he meant to do it or if he was just, you know, under stress, under... You know, panic some, or something. Yeah, yeah, panicked. He did have... He does have anxiety. So it was great to bring you into Afghanistan. But he did screw me over and... Yeah, you know, I'm just not happy about what James did, to be fair. So um, if you know a James in Nottingham University who uh, studies a PhD, you know, just uh, give him a slap for me. Okay, yeah, don't endorse violence. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no violence. Just say, hey, James, you naughty boy. Do not get Miles arrested again. <laughs> you got arrested <laughs> yeah. by the Taliban and you're completely okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Ten years, you know, his brakes might just not work anymore. So, uh, you know, watch out, James. Or coming for you. <laughs> no. No, he's no, chill. He's chill. Unless he apologize. you buy my shoes. He apologize, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, to the censor at YouTube who's probably watching this, who's deciding whether or not to delete it, there is a lot of irony. Like, yeah, we're joking, man. Uh, 100%, man. I'd even go to Afghanistan. This is all Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big if uh, true, by the way. Do you remember when we, when we first were going there, though? We did fly out. For, I think it was from Birmingham. Oh, yeah. That was do you remember? Wasn't it? I thought I was no, going to be interviewed you for maybe, you know. Was it Birmingham or Bristol? I think it was, no, it was Birmingham. It was Birmingham, yes. Yeah, and we yes. went to the, the toilets. I remember, I still got the footage, where we're looking at the toilets, and it's like, yeah, toilet slash woodoo. I was like, what the hell is a woodoo? What was a woodoo? Like, would Apparently, it's what know? you do. You clean yourself before you go and do Islamic prayer. Oh, okay, fair But enough. we were looking around, and everyone around us as well was also wearing Afghan clothes, and I was like, I already feel like the wheeled one. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So, I mean, there is massive uh, yeah, it's, it's, change. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Whole other uh, conversation. I you, suppose um, You miss Afghanistan, don't you, a little bit? Yeah, I'll be honest, yeah. Yeah, it, it is a lovely country, no joke. Yeah, actually, it's very beautiful, and the food's really good, isn't it? And plus, everything's really cheap. But there's something... I, I don't. At risk of sounding like one of those hippies from the '60s who used to go to Afghanistan and be like, "Bro, it's so cool." There is something mystical about that place. Yeah. Even it, with all the, I don't know, unfortunate aspects. Someone yeah. might call it. You know, it's not. It's obviously not not a perfect country. It's it, they're starting up again, but it has a lot of potential, man. And it's something you know mystical about a far off land that you know most most of humanity hasn't ever seen or touched. And they've got these beautiful mountains tipped with snow and the rest is sand and it's obviously a uh, beautiful sun gleaming on you beautiful blue sky uh, you got some lovely Shit nature trainers. yeah <laughs> awesome hey, man. These, these, are, these are drippy man <laughs> this is going to be a new fashion trend honestly sneakerheads are going to be buying these 100% yeah honestly uh, the Taliban Air Force Ones are going to sell out no joke and look um, look what it says here uh, CP so that's apparently the brand, uh, the name of a brand in Pakistan who produce these. Uh, so it's very unfortunately named. So the C. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. I was thinking the CP company. You know that is actually a. a, a I guess yeah. It's luxury just... fashion brand. Oh no. You don't know about that? No, no, I didn't. Uh, but it's just a very poorly named 
Never mind. Anyway, I suppose yeah, we should yeah. end this segment before we go even more off the rails. But <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but it's been good far. I suppose should we end off with um, that last image there? Because I'm, I'm dying to see what. Yeah, you've man. Got. So I got invited back to by the Taliban. They said you have no problems. You get get one of those honorary Mujahideen certificates saying well, you'll never be searched, never be questioned. You can't be arrested. Uh, you have access to all areas in the country. The Taliban have said, hey, Miles, if you come back, make a video on Tora Bora, we'll give you a personalized tour. They're going to give me office space for my business. Things are really moving up in the uh, Miles-Afghan relationship world. But I think that's how we go. See you for the next time. Ladies guys. and gentlemen, the Foreign Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, oh. I mean, if we needed a, an ambassador to the new yeah. Afghan government. Yeah. I'll consider being uh, the British ambassador to Afghanistan if the king asks nicely. So you're joking. <laughs> well, you're not joking, actually. I but, don't know, man. But there was this, uh, I met a guy once from the AFD, and he told us about the uh, when the Trump administration got in, they had to pick a new ambassador to Germany. <laughs> yeah. And they just picked some guy who apparently was a local shit poster that Trump just liked. He was American. And then just like Germany as well. So the AFD would just meet with him. He wouldn't hang out with the actual government. Yeah. He wouldn't be bothered. He would just meet with the AFD because they're funny and just shitpost 24-7. See, you see, you encouraging me. That's the worst thing you could do, man. It's the only thing most people could <laughs> do. do but I don't want to go... To, I don't want to go down the pipeline of just shitposting myself into like no, governments. You can, you, can, you can do it, but officially as well. I can officially shitpost. Yeah. I can imagine having the official amb uh, embassy account and I can just tweet random stuff just cause mass panic. You know? Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will retweet that. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to do the last one here, I suppose. Which oh, is yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they, they read my book. Oh, so your I tan's coming on nicely. <laughs> yeah, lovely. That was me a few months in, by the way. That's this is the, the Taliban... Um, uh, intelligence services reading your book. Yeah, so the commanders, the top commanders and the ministers of you know each uh, government sector read my book and they actually really liked it and they said, Miles, when you make another book, you know, use your laptop to write a book whilst you're here, but please bring us a version in Pashto that we can read. We'd really enjoy it. Like, thank you for publishing like a decent book. We found it was quite funny. And I was like, oh man, this is the weirdest timeline, isn't it? But fair enough, I'm just rolling with this. Like, they liked it, and um, they saw the top top G signature from uh, Andrew Tate on there. They were like, "You know the Andrew Tate," and I was like, "Hell yeah, man! We're friends. Like, look at me. Uh, got got him in my DMs." And they were like, "Wow! Invite invite Andrew Tate to Afghanistan." I was like, "Inshallah, why not?" <laughs> they seem to actually like him. Yeah, they like him, man. He's he's a big Muslim, so why not? You know. But anyway, I suppose we'll end this off just so people can know if, if they want to see more. Um, there's your YouTube channel, which you can go check out at Lord Miles on YouTube. Yes, man. You can go and check out. I went shooting the Taliban just beforehand. They love that video. Please follow me. Please search on YouTube right now. I really need the ad revenue. Well, not that one. That one got demonetized. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think, <laughs> on I also think all my videos have been demonetized. I can't imagine why. Uh, um, but anyway, there's uh, various things you can go check out. They're good fun. I actually weirdly enjoyed it. I remember back in the day. Where is it? The one we went over the EU border. Oh, yeah. Twice. Scroll up. Yeah, it was that one right there. That one? No, uh, the one next to you. Yeah. Water crossing, yeah. Yeah, I, hey, just... I want to come with you on some of these. You can come, yeah. These just, sound, just... look, quality. Just, Bro, just, uh, me. just write up a will, just in case, and you'll be fine. I'm I've good. got nothing anyway. Yeah. Well, I've got loads of trips planned in Afghanistan. You're welcome to come, man. Yeah, there's that. There's also Bring my sun uh, hat. The Lord Miles YouTube. No, sorry, Twitter account. Yeah, my Twitter's, my Twitter's blown up at this point. So it's lovely stuff. Go on there, I ship post. They know you're amount. Catholic? Yeah, they were chill there. They gave me my Bible on my laptop. They said, yeah, download the Bible PDF. We have no problems. You're a guest. We respect your religion as long as you're not Jewish. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> there, apparently, there was one Jew left in Afghanistan right up until like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And he was like, eh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, no chance of opening a bank here. We're good. <laughs>
God's sakes. And then the last one here just being the Instagram link. There's yeah. this, I believe. My Instagram, yeah, that's my very, very small Instagram. I've just started using it again after years of inactivity. So please go and follow, guys. I, I really need it for my uh for my narcissistic uh, delusions of grandeur of being an 1800s British explorer. So yeah, that's me fo- smoking my first ever cigar with Tate's. First time I've ever smoked to anything. That's when I found oil in Birmingham. Uh, it was really good. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, it's it's good to have you back. I'm glad you're doing well. It's really good to be back, guys. I, I love your stuff. I actually watched some of your videos in Taliban prison, by the way, because he let me download some YouTube videos. So it was good. You know? I wondered who those new subscribers were. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, man. Thank you, guys, by the way. Brilliant. Fantastic. And, and okay. bid. I need the money. Please. <laughs> this is high quality stuff, 100%. <laughs> I suppose on that note, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> so true. So, get back to actual politics. I suppose well, that was actual politics as well. It's just the wild, wild east. Oh yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> I love back politics. To Western politics. Oh dear. <laughs> well, there's some good news, which is that someone in Parliament has finally said what everyone was kind of thinking, which is um, deport them now. Uh, unironically, um, so maybe you've come back at the good time to to find out that British politics I, is not completely useless. I'm a good omen, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just mentioned so? my politics. I, I mentioned that guy, by the way, who said that and just said, "Hey, maybe deport them, lol." And he was like, "Shit, it's a good idea, man." What the MP? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for people who don't know what I'm talking about, someone gave a speech in Parliament, and we'll get to the speech in a moment. I just really want to quick uh, promote something. Of course, this being Frank Ricotta's "The Tragedy of Liberation" book club, we did. If for no other reason than just because I remembered that we picked some good uh, backing music for the intro, which was good fun. Oh, is that not playing? I can't hear it. I love the music. I can hear it. I can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah, it's some like CCP or Chinese music or something. Yeah, glory to CCP, I by the way. the thing. Damn it. It's uh, good fun. Anyway. Hi, folks. Welcome to this book club of the Lotus Eaters, where Callum and I will be discussing. Quiet, Carl. Does it come, <laughs> does it come on audiobook, too? Because I can't read on right. Yeah, there's also. I went to British public school. So. There's also audio for those who went to a British uh, university. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is it. So this lady, basically, um, she's the MP for, I believe, Harleypool or whatever the area is. And a local man from not to England decided to break into the country, was given a free hotel, and then went, man, my life is so bad, and decided to stab a pensioner to death. Many such stories. <laughs> there are indeed many such stories. I mean, multiple, in fact. I could I've been to some shit hotels, but... <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. furthest I've gone is an in-caps review. Mm, it must be the travel loss, to be fair. That really pissed me off, those places. <laughs> but this has been going on for ages. Like, these are just some other examples I thought of to the top of my head. Cutie doctor. He was done for murder in Serbia and then came here and murdered another guy. Uh, this one way here, uh, a migrant's uh, tragic story. The, the Guardian right, and then it turns out he'd stabbed six people. Also 100. Yeah. But this lady has just had enough. And um, it's glad, to, well, I'm glad to see that she actually just mm. went into Parliament and was like, I'm done. So let's play it. On Sunday, Terence Carney, a 70-year-old Hartley Pudlian, was murdered by an asylum seeker. The people are afraid and angry. Every week, my office is besieged by asylum seekers. My staff are intimidated by young men. The fact is, most of them are illegal migrants who should be expelled. My thoughts and sympathies are with Mr. Carney's family and friends, as and all my constituents are affected by this heinous crime. However, sympathy is not enough. They deserve action, and I am demanding it. Will the Prime Minister take action? Will he make sure no. enforcement is delivered? Will he ensure that people who have no right to be here are expelled? Enough is enough. I want these people out of Hartlepool now. Yeah. Yeah. Mr Speaker, as my 
as my honourable friend knows, I'm unable to comment on cases which are currently before the court, but can I join her expressing my sympathies to families affected? And I would like to... Re yeah, he, thinks, chat. Yeah, he, he then goes on to say, I'm totally deporting people, trust me. Yeah, totally. Irony on the what's happening He's just, in the bottom corner, it says Islam Jia. <laughs> <laughs> Trending in the UK, Islam Jia. <laughs> Big if true. Uh, yeah. and it's not the only clip that went viral, but it's, it's finally good to see that a shift seems to have happened, which MPs now, who have death on their doorstep, are now able to do something instead of yeah. nothing when death happens on their doorstep. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't be done like 20 years ago, but yeah. Yeah, she did go on um, Nigel Farage's show, and on here she just talks about how her staff are just getting harassed 24-7 by these people in the hotel, the sea people. Yeah. They, they turn up shouting at her parliamentary staff that they want visas. And of course, the parliamentary staff are like, we don't even work for the Home Office. Yeah, we, we don't deal with that. You know, it's not our department. And no matter how many times they tell them this, they keep coming around. So that's also personal harassment she has to deal with. And it's good to see the, the shift there, at least on immigration. People are starting to realize maybe the quality of the type of people who come to your country is important. And maybe illegal aliens who are coming from countries where there was a massive ISIS insurgency recently aren't the best neighbors. Mm, yeah. France. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite Muslim country, France. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, a lesson that hasn't been learned by everyone and it's something I wanted to go through because I saw this interview recently and it's Jacob Rees-Mogg being interviewed and Jacob Rees-Mogg on most occasions is a perfectly polite person doesn't give insane answers he's not the type of parliamentarian we're used to just like actually <clears throat> moron type yeah. or just insane leftist and so I was really disappointed to see his responses to some of this because the guy interviewing him is an absolute chad and um, he decided to just put the failures of the last 13 years on this topic at Jacob's feet. And Jacob's answers are not very good. Yeah. And uh, we're going to play the first clip, which is just the intro to this interview. Mm. And just the setup alone is just funny. Hello and welcome to Offscript. My name is Stephen Edgington. 13 years after the Conservatives entered government, and since then, illegal and legal migration has soared. Britain's institutions have been captured by left-wing zealots. The national debt has surpassed 100% of our GDP. The tax burden is the highest since the Second World War, and we are seemingly governed by a party indistinguishable from that of the left-wing opposition. To discuss his party's record in government, I'm joined by Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg, <laughs> MP. He says his face really. <laughs> it's just like, oh, nice to meet you too. Yeah, he's just like, ooh. Yeah, I, I mean... To be honest, that's just a, something I enjoyed, frankly, that part there, where he's just like, yes, for the last 13 years, you've yeah. failed at everything you promised. Mm. How do you feel about that? And of course, Jacob being Jacob has to endorse everything they've done. But it moves on to the, the bigger question, which is, he asks him, has multiculturalism failed? And the answer to this from Jacob, I think, is just telling. Yeah, it failed 20 years ago, mate. Indeed. Has multiculturalism failed? <laughs> the problem with that question is... It's all in the definition of multiculturalism. What, what do you mean by it? Now, if you say, does the UK have a remarkably placid race relations system within our country, um, and that's multiculturalism, then it's face. If, on the other hand, you want to say, um, uh, have we got a system where um, all cultures are uh, equal and respected and that perhaps we've lost some of our own values, then you may say that it's failed. So it depends definitionally what you're meaning. 
And I think we should be very reassured by the good temper of British society, particularly when you compare it to the United States. I suppose when one looks to other examples of nations which are less multicultural and more homogenous, like Poland and Japan, they don't experience similar issues that yeah, we've had in Britain. So when one could look to recent riots around the Pal Palestine protests in London, after the single worst killing of Jews in a day since the Holocaust, you saw these terrible experiences on the streets of London. We've seen the horrible scandal of the grooming gangs across much of England. We've seen several terrorist attacks over the last years. There have been inter-ethnic conflicts in places like Leicester. And there are many divisions and tensions inside British society. So I suppose when you can compare us to the United States and say that we're a success, but when one compares us to, let's say, those other nations I mentioned, perhaps it's been a failure. Or, or you compare us to France and we've been an enormous success. <laughs> Not an answer. Yeah, and like, it's like, oh well, you know, okay, yeah, we're crap, but they're crapper. Yeah, yeah but why? Why are we settling for crap? Yeah, I like crapping on France, but you know, this is just not the time at this point. You know? <laughs> it's like France is so bad. Yeah, I went to France and I went close. Yeah, it's like okay, but a little bit better, man. It's like wow, if you get a bunch of people of differing ideologies together and stick them in a place with no jobs and stuff, wow, with this conflict, who would have seen this? You know, it's it's like I don't understand. They're really retarded. Like the, the actual people who promote multiculturalism as an idea are just like, you aren't thinking as a yeah, it's like, being. Yeah, you've got no common sense. Everyone's got to hold hands and sing rainbows and everyone's going to be best friends. Like, hell no. But I care, love for, care for Calais. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I love how like methodically he just lays out, well, obviously this place is worse because of all these problems we didn't used to have that we've imported. Yeah. And also, I can prove that because here's some countries that don't have that problems because they didn't import it. Yeah, and it's like, well, at least we're not France. Have you seen how uh, the British Empire is blamed for uh, splitting up ethnic groups by creating and drawing lines in countries, you know, when we left and everything? And turns out if you uh, put a bunch of ethnic groups together that, you know, aren't the same, they, they segregate and cause conflicts. But uh, apparently it's normal to do in the West. Complete cognitive dissonance. Yeah, exactly. On foreign policy, it's bad. But domestically for us, that's a good thing. Yeah, when, when I go to America, it's just, it's just nice to not want, you know, expect to be stabbed. Instead, you just get shot by a school shooter or something, which yeah. is lovely. No, that's an American tradition. Why are you so in it's... an American school? I've got a few secret families at best. And, uh... <laughs> anyway, but moving on, because there's some other questions in here. I mean, the whole interview is just kind of fascinating, but, but Jacob's complete failure to get these points correct, in my view, I think is just so telling. And mm. if, if he looks himself, I think he'll also agree, because the next one is just comical. Mm. And it's him saying that you literally can't figure out whether or not immigration's increased the crime rate. Um, if every crime committed by somebody who uh, is either an immigrant or the descendant of an immigrant is a failure of multiculturalism, then all societies at all times fail because a percentage of any group will be criminals. There I say there are even some criminals in Somerset, which will shock anybody watching this. But in all societies, there are criminals, there are bad actors. Um, would crime be lower or higher without mass immigration is an interesting question, but one to which I don't think there is an answer. I can give him the it's answer. Like, sounds like a posh Owen Jones. Yeah. yeah. He's such a politician. It's just yeah. so weird. What a wanker. Yeah. yeah. Hell. It's so weird for him especially to say that because like, you're the government. Here's some government exactly. statistics. Maybe we could prove it that way. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I wonder which group uh, commits the most crime. I, I can't quote... Uh, statistics here. Oh, we'll just we'll just quote the British government instead. Oh yeah. Which uh, they keep statistics on the prison population and for some reason 
there's a massive overrepresentation of some groups and underrepresentation of others. So the, in- the increase in the Hindu population of the UK, for example, has led to a decrease in crime because they just don't commit crime at the same level. They don't make up the prison population. You can see there, for example, the uh, I think the Hindu population in the UK is somewhere know, a few percentage points. Yeah, and they make up really chill. Yeah, they make up zero percent of the prison population statistically. Yeah. They're or, rounded to zero. Or they're really good at not getting caught. Yeah, when I when I went to um <laughs> when I went to Leicester with Rebel right, after the, all the riots there, mm. they, the Hindus like they were even uncomfortable just speaking privately to us about what's going on. Like they they that's how soft they were. Yeah. They didn't want to talk to. It's like you know none of them round. Just the cameras away, and they're like, "Oh, we, have a, we, we can't talk." Yeah, all the other groups just chimping out. Honestly. Well, then there are other groups where you can just look at the percentage points. So, I mean, like the Muslim population of the UK massively overrepresented, and then you could look at racial groups. Um, sadly, they don't keep ethnic data, so it would be clearer for us to look at. I'll trust me; I could give you the answer. But it's it's just it's just comical. He sits there and is like, oh, "There's no way to find out." It's just something that particularly annoyed me about that one. Yeah. But if we go back to the video, I'll just end the last one here, which is him saying. The uh, mass ethnic change of the UK is something that is not thing to worry about. In fact, I'm not to worry about. Oh, I, I, I'm with ease then. <laughs> finally, I can. Yeah. I can lead on the Labour Party. You know, this is what's so weird because it's like Jacob. You're not. You're an educated person, and usually you're not foolish. I don't know why you would say these things. If he says something, he probably gets fired or. Well, yeah, because he works. For yeah, conservative wing of the West. You might it's assume cringe, so, but I sincerely believe he. This is his sincere held opinion because it's a safe space where he could have said anything and he doesn't. Apply mm, we'll it. You guys can make up your own mind. Increasingly, British cities, according to the census data, are increasingly non-white, non-white British. Um, we've seen a trend over the last few decades, particularly since the 1990s. Do you see this as a concern? Is, it, is uh, our demographic change going too far too quickly? Oh, I'm not concerned about it at all. I'm, I'm not concerned about the racial makeup of the country. I am concerned about the... Um, borders issue and the number of people coming in. We cannot cope with 606,000 people coming in every year. That's too many. It's more than we have houses for. It's more than we have infrastructure for. Um, But the social makeup of the country is not a concern of mine, as long as people are here as British citizens and willing to obey the law. Nothing to worry about. It pisses me off when they say, and apologies for the language, when they're like, you know, we need to stop it. Yeah, well, do it. Actually, go and do it, and they, oh, it breaks international law. What do you mean breaks international? What they're going to do? Right, UK, you're going to jail for ten years. What are they? You in country jail? You give me, you give me an M16, a little dinghy. I will protect the whole of England's waters. Trust me. We have. I will do a very effective job. Why don't the navy do the navy's job and protect our waters? Yeah. You remember the Afghan guards we had in Daria? Oh yes, yes. I remember speaking to some of them, and they were just utterly dumbfounded when they found out what's happening with our channel situation. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, what what would you do?" And they were like, "Well, you know what I do." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. maybe we should put you in border control, and you oh, can yeah, deal yeah. with it." <laughs> but whole other conversation. But to end it off real quick, because we're running out of time. Um, yeah, it'll have no impact, I'm sure. Well, here's um, the census data where you can find places in London, for example, that have zero point zero percent of the white English Welsh Scottish Tower Hamlets or British. It's not Tower Hamlets actually. Really? This is Brent over here. These are two neighborhoods that have zero. And then the surrounding neighborhoods, you know, it's, uh, it's <laughs> much higher. <laughs> I need to do my uh, duty and move into this area. Yeah. yeah. But the point being, it's like, yeah, it'll have no impact. Well, you know, people who live here may have noticed an impact. I mean, I went and met them. They've definitely noticed it. But Jacob, though, and this is the problem I find with such people who think like that, or at least profess to think like that. Where does he live? Well, thanks to the ONS census data being available, 
Well, we can just look it up. Somewhere very rich and white, I imagine. 95.9% white, English, Scottish, Welsh, Northern Irish, or mm. British. And this isn't actually yeah, a thing about Welsh. race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this isn't oh, a thing about uh, race either. It's about ethnic groups, because it doesn't matter if he's German. He's not English. And we can see this when I went even closer. I managed to find where Jacob lives and, and got his constituency for you know his home and the village he lives in. And um, yeah, that's what it looks like. 0.0% literally anyone except white English, uh, British. 0.4% Irish and 1.1% white other. So and no gypsies. Zero. But <laughs> well, it statistically came to three Europeans and one Irishman. Yeah. Maybe so, one Afghan soon. Yeah. <laughs> bring your boys. But I just love the idea that he's sitting there being like, oh, I have no idea why people are moaning about demographic change in the country. And it's like, because demographic change for him has been three Europeans and an Irishman. Yeah, he sits in a little gated community as the world is burning around him. He's just sipping his tea in his little tropical garden away from the world. I mean, yeah, this a great two-listed mansion, in fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, sincerely. Oh, wow. I wonder where he gets all the money from. Obviously, uh, nothing does. Afghan gold. <laughs> yeah, Afghan gold. <laughs> he <sells> Afghan trainers <laughs> and some Big business, by the way. <laughs> but anyway. grind set. It'll come out one day. It's just something I want to talk about. There has been a shift in British politics, and you saw the speech in Parliament, which is good news. Which is that, yeah, illegal aliens should be deported because, well, they're illegal. It should be done 20 years ago. You shouldn't let them in in the first place. I, so if you... I was PM, I would physically go there and round them up. You know, I would get like a, a lasso. Personally working just... with the police. Yeah, no, I would get a lasso and just you know, pull them here and just <laughs> chuck them in. I, I would drive them to France and be like, you're free, you're free, go on. <laughs> you're in your homeland. <laughs> I would actually take them all back to France. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Well, you know, they get rid of their documentation and they go, oh, I'm a refugee. And because they've got no documentation and under the 1951 Asylum Convention, we have to prove otherwise. All right. The only information we have to go on is you've come from France. Therefore, bon voyage, you're going back to France. Oh, yeah. And Chad. make the French actually secure their southern border. Yeah. It Chad, has to the issue is they keep, they, they keep trying. They will keep trying. They'll keep coming across the border. And of course, obviously, if we improve border security, it's some will still slip through. So I honestly think there should be some sort of punishment in place. I know, send them to Haiti or something. Well, I don't see why steady not. On. <laughs> honestly, I think, I think honestly, we, uh, you have a whole thing where we deported them back to, Af uh, to Africa at one point. Uh, the, some refugees. What, to Rwanda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were really pissed off about that. And you think, if you really are a refugee, you should be happy if you go anywhere that has any mm. prosperity. You know, it's like they just want to come to England just because they want, they think it's an easy life where you claim benefits to get more money. Well, you can if the government allows you to. Oh, yeah. And, Think how good uh, it would be, I, though, right? If you're at Calais and you've got loads of empty trucks and you're like, do you want to come to England? Do you want to come in? <laughs> you shut it and you drive south. <laughs> yeah, like you like, open up and go, uh, yeah, you're free. 15-day yeah. drive to... to <laughs> just go, yeah, it's yeah. a 15-day drive to England. <laughs> oh, no, no, I thought you meant to uh, like the Congo or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, 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 imagine they will be so demoralized they won't want to try again. Yeah, but... Well, maybe that's a solution. But uh, until then, I mean, chat's saying they've got your Wonder Woman outfit for your plan, which uh, what, what, what? Wonder Woman outfit for your lasso. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. I, I would even have, wear the uh, uniform, you know, I'll have a good figure, you know. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, I'll, I don't have the hair for her, but, you know, I can wear yeah, a wig. But I just yeah. wanted to mention, like, there has been a shift in British politics, which is interesting. But not only that, I want to remind people, you can use this ONS tool to actually find out what your politicians live like, because you can find uh, the data and then you can be like, Oh, that's why they have no idea what demographic change does to a neighborhood. Because Jacob Rees-Mogg over there is like, I don't care when the, where they come from. I don't care if they're European or Irish. Anything, really. It's all fine to me. Okay. Okay, mate. But the question is, is it too late? Like, Oh, yes. Because, uh, yeah, that's what I worry about. I mean, is it so over? Or... Before you said that. Yeah, <laughs> or will we say, 
we're so back, you know? Yeah. At one point, I don't know. Well, one day. But until then, I suppose we have to... I don't know where you're going with the fat problem. Yeah, well, fat I just, you know what, yeah and I want to talk about actually a bit of... Um, I don't know how this works, but... um. So I, 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 never mind. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just hold on to it like a mouse. <laughs> well, no, because I... So I want... Because I've kind of moved away from mainstream politics, current affairs. I don't actually think voting matters anymore. Yeah, democracy. Yeah. Demo- yeah. It's cringe. Well, it doesn't matter who you vote for. The WEF always wins. Yeah. So like, I, the way I see it is that there are three main monopolies that will run the world. Big Pharma, the industrial military complex. Taliban gold mines. <laughs> Make it four. Taliban gold mines. And Big Food. Now, two of mm. those. Sorry, what? Yeah. Big food, it's like big pharma. I've never thought about this. Actually, it's a good point. But I, I kind of get it. So the, we are fed so much crap. Oh, I and thought yeah. you meant like, you know, that's, it's a scam. Yeah. They feed you just to make you hungry again. Well, yes. Yeah, part of it, yeah. Look, that's why we had like MSG, uh, monosodium glutamate. MSG is literally, it's an, it's an addictive ingredient that they put into things like Doritos, high in that, to make you crave these things more. Now, you look at people in the West these days, men are becoming weak. We are becoming fat. We're becoming lazy. We are becoming dumbed down through things like our food, our water. And you look into things like, you know, like today, you know, big food make, makes people sick. Big pharma sells the cure. Big pharma makes people insane. Insane people want to go to war. War breaks people and they're pumped for what big pharma gives them. And big pharma even now has a weight loss jab. So, mm. you know, the, these things all work together and the cycle goes on. This is how they control the world. And you take, you know, Bill de Blasio, for example, is one I'll never forget. They were saying, you know, at the start of COVID, one of the biggest threats is, you know, being obese. If you catch COVID and you're obese, you're one of the biggest threats to die. Yeah. So then they're saying, get your vaccine <laughs> and we'll give you a free burger and fries. Here's Bill Thank de Blasio. Thank you so himself. much, Randy. Thank you to the whole Shake Shack team. This is really going to help us out. And did you say... Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. Wow, soy face. Free fries? fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. Is he trying to prove that the food is poisonous? Is this the American government look bad? too early <laughs> in the day? So this was the mayor of New York. Bill this could be and this is one of their... Okay. One of their um, I want you to look to at this and think about... So you could take Again, a form into a shake shake. Some shack. people love hamburgers. Some yeah, being jabbed, they want and they give you a. Ways of life, in New Zealand, if this they were offering to you, blue jelly beans. This when you think the of blue pill. Oh. <laughs> 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 Wait, is he um? Is he Christian or is he uh, no? Because <laughs> I know oh, he's Satanist. I think. But <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. I think he's Jewish. About vaccination right this moment. But anyway, thank you. So I think, you know, in my, my opinion is like big food is actually the biggest threat we have, but it's also the one that we can combat the most. We can actually control a lot more of what goes into our bodies. Big pharma, it's so complex and well, big. We should probably pause this. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually hard to it's it's harder to combat. Yeah, you can say I'm not having these jabs and all that, but they they get these things into our systems anyway. Somehow, yeah. Big, you know, the industrial military complex, or you can say you don't support war at all doesn't matter they're going to go and bomb places and fund both sides and keep the war going but big food is something we can actually do more so you know, we've heard things like well another point there is you know one of the bigger problems when it comes to the food crisis is that obesity is now costing our well, the taxpayer 27 billion pounds a year 10 billion pounds more than smoking 
Mm. I'm not saying smoking's good, but it seems it's petting some of the. It, it does increase things. testosterone, doesn't it? Kind of based. Well, interesting. Sorry, you're about to endorse free cigarettes. Just <laughs> being. <laughs> I saw that four chan green text saying some guy took up smoking so he get bigger gains, but he being complained about his cardio suffering and everyone was just calling it retarded. I mean, yeah, kind of deserved. There's a great episode on uh, Toast of London where he's doing a, uh, an advert for, I think it's red carpet cigarettes. They <laughs> taste really, really, really good. But, um, so yes, that's according to the Daily Mail that it's that it's costing £27 billion. But you mentioned testosterone then. Yes. There are things in our food that are reducing testosterone oh, yeah. and making us weaker. But also you hear about all these, these you know, these um, these fads. So you hear about things like the... Uh, Low, low fat, low fat fat. No, it's all about that, the sugar. That was a con by the American Sugar Association in 1967, where they got Harvard scientists to publish a document in the New England Medical Journal to say that fat makes people fat. You take away fat from food, it tastes awful. They add sugar to it, they become rich like Miles and his trainers overnight. <laughs> but fat is actually a really important thing in our diet. So saturated fats. There are lots of vitamins that are fat-soluble vitamins, which we can get from animal fats. You're looking at me very confused. I'm so it. behind on like any food knowledge. So Basically, I'm just, just eat a ton of protein and lift constantly. So and this is actually why I've moved away from a lot of the um, don't do that. A lot of the <laughs> a lot of the political stuff because this political stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good to inform people and say who's trying to kill us today. But one of the things we actually don't look into, and the thing that we we need every day. And, and we have the most control over. We have, have the most control is first. our food. <laughs> and you look at things like dark diet foods. Diet, diet and diet drinks. They're some of the worst because it kind of goes back into the whole low fat, low fat, low fat. Mm. Things like sweeteners are one of the most neurological disorder causing things in the world. So aspartame came was found when they got rid of um, saccharin. It was actually found accidental. They didn't get rid of saccharin but it was What's saccharin, sorry? So saccharin was a sweetener. Okay, because I'm a proper Luddite yeah. when it comes to this stuff. So. so saccharin was a sweetener that was found to be very carcinogenic and they accidentally stu uh, stumbled across aspartame, which is even more sweet, but is also carcinogenic, but is also highly linked to neurological disorders, mm. which is what is found. If you look on the back of any diet diet drink... Yeah, that's found in American Coke, isn't it? It's got... It's, it's, it's in all these, all these oh, things, all sweet, things. Nearly all these things where they need sweeteners, it's usually aspartame. You must have a lot because you're a really sweet man. Mm -hmm. That's in a lot. That's in a lot of people these days. And you see stuff with the NHS. They will tell us like stay away from sugary drinks and like maybe go into like diet drinks because it's better. Mm. No, maybe water, maybe coffee and tea. Nothing else, man. But one of the more one of the uh, biggest ones I've discovered recently is the super greens con. Well, do tell. So many people think things like spinach and kale are. Super greens, and we're told, oh, you have your super green smoothie. In this video I did uh, recently on my Rumble, it's about um, well, it's fifty minutes long. I won't play it. You can watch it later. Background. All right. Um, so these super greens have things called anti nutrients, and they're like four sets of like anti nutrients: um, lectins, but not all. There's thousands of lectins. Some lectins are bad when they're combined with sugars. Gluten, again, no no human can process gluten. But gluten has these things that have, uh, what you call it, opioid effects. So glutamorphine. So, you know, when we have these like nice breads and cakes, we think, oh, do you know what? I could murder another cake. Actually, mm. what we think it's the cake, because, oh, it tastes really good. Well, the sugar is also, sugar's apparently more addictive than heroin anyway. But it's these things called glutamorphins. 
which are you know the opioid causing thing in the gluten that we then crave. What's this got to do with spinach and kale? So this is so these are the anti nutrients. Okay. So now and the other mm. the other ones are phytic and oxalic acid. Phytic P H Y T I C, oxalic O X A L I C. Now these things are found in these things like spinach, kale in high amounts. Now, humans, we create a really small amount of this enzyme called phytase, so we actually can't process these things. If we want to get, you can either cook it in a certain way, things like if you put calcium carbonate in your spinach when you're cooking it, the calcium carbonate extracts that oxalic acid and it can be left with the good nutrients that we can get. But if we want to get the nutrients from these foods, we want to get it through the animals that can eat them. So basically, good, good protein is the way. A lot of plant-based proteins are a con. And phytic acid is one of these things that literally sucks minerals out of the human body, which is then linked to things like, we have, you know, we store our minerals in our bones. Yeah. So strong bones are new mineral dense. Things like phytic acid can draw it out of our bones so that's, and literally make us weak. So that's why vegans are so brittle. They always yes, just somehow know literally. literally just everything's leaving them. Yes. They're overeating this you know, plant burger nonsense. Yes, and things are actually a lot of plant proteins, again, are also full of these anti-nutrients. Yeah. Well, if you look at like... But these the, are uh, things that we can actually control in our lives. Yeah. If you look at the uh, plant protein stuff for a burger, got like 500 ingredients, beef, beef burgers have beef in, maybe a little bit of salt. You know, it's, it's just simple. God gave us beef, we eat beef. We don't the problem need- we have though with things like beef these days is that, um, so a lot of people, and I used to be this myself, is that, the whole like, if you want to lose weight, it's calories in versus calories out. That's not necessarily the case because you see, you know, especially America's terrible for it. You see with, a, with their cattle, they will pump them full of hormones mm. where they put on weight, but having to eat less. So which is and when we then eat those animals, we actually get those, those hormones in, in us. Not as bad, but when we're all... all often eating them it builds up it builds up in our bodies so you want to look into things like monsanto monsanto are like the pfizer of food i've heard of them. if we did for banana republic stuff you know yeah stuff too so they, they, they get they get sued time and time again but to them it's a cost of business but not enough people and this is one of the things that i'm trying i've kind of moved towards with my journalism journalism is the food and health side of things a lot of people, you know, when they get sick, they think they need medication. But picture it this way. The human body, no human is born deficient in medication. But we are nearly all, with modern diets, malnourished. And constantly sick. And malnourishment causes illness. Because when you're not getting these things, you know, your body, things start to break down. You get ill. Or a lot of things we eat are actually highly inflammatory. Things like seed oils, rapeseed oil, also known as canola oil. It's one of the worst ones. It rapes you from the inside out, basically. That's a good way to put it. But when next, <laughs> next time... <laughs> it's you, true, though. I'm red-pilled on this. I've, I've yeah, ne- next this time like, you go to the shops, you want to look... Just, just look at some of the ingredients. Someone else put in another good way. They said, if it's got five or more ingredients, you don't want to eat it. But if you can't even say the ingredient, you don't want to eat it. So, yeah. 
this is the sort of stuff I've been looking into now. I've, I mean, this is all good advice. advice. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm literally just quiet because I'm so stupid when it comes to food. Oh, I'm retarded. Like I try and do literally like more simple advice. Like he was saying, like just steal his protein. Just, just, <laughs> just natural protein. Grass fed as much as you can. Eggs are really good, right? I mean, you, you're huge, mate. So you're doing pretty well with yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right though. Which is, if you actually want to take direct action on something, the stuff that you're consuming every day is the best way to do it because you have, well, all the power in that instance. Have you seen that testosterone is pretty much halved since the 1970s? So they started taking blood samples and each year 1% uh, testosterone gets lowered by 1%. So I think the average... And like, sperm counts. Oh yeah, exactly. I our love food is destroying our sperm counts. Yeah. So in Afghanistan, they're still high tea. To be fair, yeah, some of them are, I imagine. Because they eat natural food and stuff. But then again, there's a lot of pollution, so I'm not too sure. Styles with RPGs for yeah, a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's chill like that. But... Humans used to have one, uh, men used to have 1,000 to 1,200 nanograms per deciliter of testosterone in their body. And nowadays, the average male around our age is around, what, 500 now? So it's more than halved. So people that go on steroids, I've seen some people take, go on cycles. Like some, I used to go to love for universities, like the best sports unions, so everyone's on steroids there. And their numbers would shoot up to 1,200 uh, nanograms per deciliter of their testosterone, but that's a normal range, technically. Obviously, they don't have side effects, but. Yeah, they were huge at that point. That's what humans used to always have the potential for. But nowadays, uh, some people are just really soy, you know, really... Yeah. Oh, so the, the, the soy thing's actually... Yeah, it's real. Well. Yes, because soy is actually full of phytic yeah. acid. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, BuzzFeed study? They got a bunch of... Buzz, oh, God, yeah. yeah. From ages ago, yeah. They got... If, if you guys don't know, ladies and gentlemen, they got a bunch of the BuzzFeed staff uh, that were really like Twinkie, you know what I mean? It's like really skinny, white dudes, no tan, you know, effeminate, effeminate hell. Yeah, soy boys. <laughs> and he did a test and he figured out you literally have less testosterone than an 85 year old woman. <laughs> and wow. they're like, Ugh. and it actually does affect your politics too. The more testosterone you have, the more likely you are to be right wing. Yeah. So the idea of uh, a right wing Chad kind of huge bodybuilder type is very, very common. So to fix society, we need to start putting testosterone in the water. Honestly, yeah, because... And not fluoride. Yeah, well... Which they recently did in... Uh, I think I got a link for actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't have fluoride toothpaste so, um, either. Yes, so, I've got... I don't do that either. Is fluoride bad for you? I don't even brush my teeth. I'm well, British. so like fluoride can be found... It can be naturally occurring. And so when it was first discovered... So fluoride was discovered... It was just... Um, there was a place in America where like it was just found naturally in the soil. And these people had good teeth. So, but there's a difference between organic fluoride and the fluoride which is often put into the water, which is a byproduct from the aluminium industry. So, if you just dumped it anywhere, it would be illegal. But there is a legal loophole which says if it's filtered, well, it doesn't say anything, it doesn't say anything, but if it's filtered through humans, well, that's fine. That's why they sell it to these water companies. But also, fluoride has neurological disorders. Uh, is highly linked to neurological disorders and literally dumbs people down. And it, I feel it's, that. it's found to, especially with child, um, child brain development, it's found to affect that. There is a bit in here where it talks a little bit about some of the issues, but it very, it, it really does. I think it's a bit over that last paragraph, uh, up a little bit more. I thought it was a Stanford uh, study. What foundation? Yeah, so there's some, wait, yeah, there you go. So this is like, you know, the government kind of double speak sort of thing. There are some weaker studies which claim an association with hip fracture, Down syndrome, kidney stones. Kidney stones is actually from oxalic acid, but uh, <laughs> bladder cancer or uh, cancer of the bone. Can't say that word. However, there is conflicting evidence to support these claims and prevailing public health opinion is now that there is no significant association between water fluoridation and these conditions. 
Now, this is Chris Whitty who kind of basically signed off on all this, and we know how... Uh, I was about to say he just got owned, but then yeah. he told me it's Chris Whitty, and now I don't trust any of it. That's the thing. They, it's, it's one of these things that why, why I don't really trust governments and a lot of things, because you know they'll kind of say, oh, yeah, well, there's, there's this little thing that says maybe it is bad, but that's only a small thing. Look at the big positives. Whereas actually, it is well, through researchers, it is well known that fluoridation actually causes a lot of problems, even linked with cancer. Everything is these days. But. Yeah. It does lower your IQ by three points. I think that was a standard study or something. It does massively That's lower true. your... Yes. Yeah, trust it, me, it, I, need, I need every point I can get, man. I'm... <laughs> fluoride is a tool being... I, I believe fluoride is a tool being used to dumb down the general public. And when we are dumbed down, we are controlled. Oh, we don't need help doing maths with the people we're importing. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> With their high testosterone. Yeah, man. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you know about the... Um... Sorry, we're done. Oh, I was going to move to the video comments, but I, I thought you were finished. Sorry. No, no, it's good. Carry on, mate. I, I can skip to a post about this for hours. Uh, we will <laughs> talk after this, man. Yes. We'll talk about the, uh, what's called, uh, the pill the women take that goes into the... Oh, waters. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is terrible. I've heard about that, though. Can we, I've, I've got two minutes. I've got it. I've got it started. I'm, <laughs> I'm very sorry, guys. Well, we'll Let do me... it after because we're over time. <laughs> two, two, two seconds. Two okay, seconds. go ahead. It is terrible. Yeah, but, right, so the pill. No. Do you know the pill changes a woman's sense of smell? Oh, so yeah, so animals, they don't become attracted to men. Yeah, don't yeah. realize, like, you don't go, yeah, you smell hot. Well, there's someone who actually do that. But, like, but the pheromones. <laughs> That's Joe Biden, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the pheromones, and all, we, we, you know, that is what kind of we are attracted to. Now, a lot of women, when they're on the pill, it changes their sense of smell and what they're attracted to. You should go for more effeminate men. Like yes. Kind of and then when they, if, if and when they come off it, they realize, oh, my God, I'm with the wrong partner. That's just one of the side effects. Again, sucks minerals from the bones and makes women sick. It is literally an attack on women. Yeah, and that pill contains estrogen. It goes into the water supply too. So it makes literally, it's making... Uh, Often found in drinking water. Yeah, it's yeah. making, it's literally making uh, what's called... Men effeminate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes... Uh... Birth control has often been found in our drinking water, which is why I distill my water. Well, I suppose with that, we'll move to the video comments then. Oh, wait a minute. Terrifying. <laughs> Gross tense. To do with the conflict in the Middle East, but I think we're all looking forward to the conflict between our man in the U.S. and the Japanese. We mostly agree that we want nothing to do with the conflict in the Middle East, but I think we're all looking forward to the conflict between our man in the U.S. and the Japanese. There's an old right. film called Robo Jocks, where two nations settle their differences with giant mechs. I think that's Scottish versus <laughs> fight. This When's will be going to happen? Palestine next week. Yeah, I thought Robo Jocks was just two Scottish robots. <laughs> well, they might be sponsored by McDonald's, is the point, because um, I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, McDonald's, different regional McDonald's are picking sides in the Israel Palestine conflict. Because <laughs> they're look, fighting each other. Yeah, sincerely. So McDonald's Israel donated a bunch of free food and gave employee discounts to all of the IDF's uh, security forces. <laughs> which yeah, can I have a, um, a large Muk Mossad burger, please? <laughs> no, it's more like, oh, don't worry, I'm Mossad. I get the employee discount. Yeah. 50% off. We can make you disappear. <laughs> but again, that sort of food is dumbing these people down. But that, but that happened, and then a bunch of the Arab nations are now donating, I think it's now up to $3.6 million to all of the McDonald's Oman, McDonald's Pakistan, McDonald's Kuwait and whatnot. So it's just like, okay, all right, great. Oh, we have the worst timeline, man. This is really retarded. But then McDonald's Japan is in the corner just being like, what if we were just supporting families? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll move to the next video. Come on. I'm in Nevada, just outside Las Vegas, and I'm going to get to do some shooting again. Who's this guy? Uh, CSCooper.com.us. He, he's he's good, Ben. Yeah. 
There you no. are. Now you're looking tactical. Oh, he's shooting in Afghanistan. Though. Oh. I think he hit at least four or five times. I'd love it if we had the right to guns. Oh, man. Oh, well. Well, in Northern Ireland, you might do. I guess you know, I can shoot. The right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's why, like, that's why I like America, man. I just want to own guns. I don't. I just think they're cool, you know? They are indeed. They are pretty cool, they aren't they? click and just nice to hold them and, oh, it's lovely. All right, well, I suppose we'll go to the written comments. Uh, any, any man who's scared of a gun is just a coward. I think he should just reconsider his life, to be fair. Or doesn't have a gun. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I'm scared of a gun. I, I, I've got, I'm getting weapons license in Afghanistan. I will have a gun. It would <laughs> chill. US, UK government, what are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> yeah. You going to deport me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, George Hap says, Wow, Lord Miles, two calms. This is definitely going to be a good loud hour. So look forward to it. It was good. On the Lord Mars segment, Reese Sims says, I've had uh, so much fun dishing out I told you so's to those who said Mars was dead. Thank you. Thank you. You are one of a few people who actually believed I was alive. I appreciate your kind words. Next time, everyone won't believe you. He says, Next kidnapping. He says, how are you coping with the rise of, of inflation and catching up with the idiotic stuff the West has been up to? And also, are you planning a trip to Gaza anytime soon? Oh, do you mean like inflation porn or like economic inflation? Or? Economic inflation. Okay, I've, I've seen the other stuff. That's really bad. Uh, <laughs> it, we're old. Inflation porn. Yeah, don't, go, inflation don't Google porn. sonic what inflation. Don't Google that? sonic inflation. It's Never mind. Oh, no, uh, yeah, I spent too much time on iPhone, man. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. So I, I got home and I was like, you know, I'm going to buy myself a snack. And I, I, go, to, I go to McDonald's. Sorry to say, I, I want some chicken nuggets. You know, it's been eight months in, in, ta in Taliban custody. I wanted a 20 piece. And it was like 10 pounds or something. I thought, screw this, you know, all my money in my pocket just gone pretty much. God, I, I, I've got some friends too that are um, really proud because they got a 4% raise this year. I'm like, is inflation like 8%? You're losing money, you retard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I hate inflation. This country's going to crap if we don't deport all, all people illegally. <laughs> I, I'm just going to leave. I don't know. I might move to America, I might move to Italy, I might move to Afghanistan, Vietnam, you know, some other country. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing. Oh, Sincerely. Really? Like, yeah, I know you said so you might shit. move to Russia, man. Like, honestly. I... Well, the, that's the thing. I mean, the, one of the great things about um, traveling I've had is when you go somewhere and you realize you could just move there and become a king for the rest of your life. Oh, yes. And everyone has that like once or twice then never does it. I'm like, why not? Yeah, it's like I heard, um, I've got a friend in Vietnam. He bought 2.5 acres of land. Well, you can actually do buy land if you do it through uh, your wife or something. There's a way around it. He bought 2.5 acres of land and built a three-bedroom house to his perfect specification. Has gigabit internet to over $10 a month. And that house and land costs less than $30,000. And if a countryside here, it's a very nice, lush place. A mountain sloping on either side. Uh, there's a nice little cafe next to his place. He's thinking about buying a swimming pool and installing it for $3,000. Yeah, or you could live here for the next 25 years paying off a mortgage for a piece of crap. You know, yeah, I mean, crappy you can't get a new boiler for 3000 <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, just the, the, the serious brain drain we are probably already experiencing and going to continue to experience. Oh, trust me, I, I'm not going to lose anything for the UK if I leave. I think the IQ might go up a little bit. So. You know, but everyone else also. <laughs> so true, man. So Lord Kevcroft says, can't watch live today, chaps, due to work, but I'd like to say it's great to see Lord Mars back and alive. It's good to be back. Thank you. And I look forward to watching his lads hour later this evening. It's really bad taste in uh, in people, I guess, if he's looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you know, subscriber of us. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke, Carl, don't find me. Batman Warhook says, Lord Miles, you have survived many dangerous places and gone on many adventures. But right now, I challenge you to the ultimate adventure, you must go to the frigid coast of Dogfish Bay in Alaska, capture Bigfoot, and present him in a cage to his majesty the king 
Your reward will be for this task will be the eternal fame and a free toast oven. What's that place called again? Uh, so Dogfish Bay. Dogfish Bay. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. I do have a portfolio of future trips. And I've got a few well, lined up. Dogfish Bay sounds like a good one. I don't know about Dogfish Bay. I might, just, ki- um... I might just kidnap a, like, uh, a man who had too much fluoride, you know what I mean? And just <laughs> like, yeah, just do, no like, loads of, do loads of hair transplants. So he's like really hairy. And yeah, just, Carl's like, like, oh, it's so real. Yeah, cut out his tongue and just say like, oh yeah, he's Bigfoot, man. Oh, crap. But there is a, there's a fishing Dogfish cannery Bay. in Alaska. I can't remember the exact location, but these, uh, it's a proper like commercial operation, canning the fish and then selling it off. Everyone had good jobs. The pay was uh, more than average for the time period. And it was 19 something, like 1916. They declared that they'd seen Bigfoot, and all of the uh, staff refused to work there. And the fishing cannery went bust because none of the staff and no one would sign on to work at the cannery, even though they were paying above average rates. It's Bigfoot. I mean, it's literally just a big animal to shoot him if he gets too close. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what I thought. But yeah. JJHW says Birmingham is bankrupt, so Afghanistan is actually richer than Birmingham. Yeah, that's Honestly, it's true. Birmingham went bankrupt? Yeah, the city council. Hey! Ooh. I think they spent a billion pounds. On what? Nothing to prove. We yet to find out. What do they what do they do, man? I, I don't remember, we honestly. Do, we just don't know. I, oh no, now I remember. They got sued because some women uh didn't get the same bonuses because they were teaching assistants and the bin men got bonuses because no one wants to be a bin man, right? Yeah, So the sense. women That's sued sense. for gender discrimination and the Birmingham City Council lost. They had to pay out seven hundred and fifty four million pounds to the women. Stupid. Honestly, if that's gender discrimination, then I'm sexist. Like, screw it at the end of the day. Yeah, bin man. Yeah, it's like, it's a bit, bin man works very hard. A teacher, what was it? A teaching assistant? Yeah, teaching they assistant. They don't do nothing. They yeah, do nothing. Fair, I, I, like, literally, the day I left uni, I became a bin man for a few, few months. How was it? I got chronically ill. But before that, it was great. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> lovely. Afghanistan's lovely. I went to you, jail. Did you eat the trash? A bit I didn't look my mouth. Genuinely, a bit of a, that's how I got, I got, I wonder I got, why you got so, ill. Well, no, so like, so on a, on our ones, like on the side of the truck, it was the truck split into different sections. So like you'd have to sort out the black boxes and put in everything. And we had like an Indian summer and these people hadn't washed out their their jars and it was just full of water in like it's every two weeks mm. collection. Perfect temperature for bacteria growth. <laughs> and I was by the Moorish. No phytic acid in it. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they, they, they threw it into the clear one. It splashed. I got a mouthful of it. And like, like the next month, I just felt like I was a bit groggy. And then one day, just him. I, I, want, I, I wanted to die. What did it taste like? Um, do you know at the time? Because I had like, you know, sweat dripping in my mouth. So I didn't really like notice a flavor. But yeah. What does death taste like? Yeah. Salty. Uh, <laughs> Frank Reynolds says, I'm so glad Miles is here. I was praying for you in the first couple of months after the arrest when it was a deafening silence as to your well-being. Oh, thank you, guys. Honestly, um, everyone everyone thought I was dying and just dead, but they realized you have to manifest through a sheer power of autism, a delusional confidence to get through certain situations. Delusional confidence does work, by the way. You got just the right amount of childhood vaccines, didn't you? You got the perfect actually, I was amount never of vaccinated. autism. I was never vaccinated, by the way, as a child. Really? Yeah, thank God. Got this way, all in your, all in your own. Yeah, just, just someone, yeah. someone going to catch smallpox and just die in a few years. Uh, JHH, uh, JJHW also says, Miles, get the Taliban to work out properly, unlike the entire US military with trillions of dollars. So you're going to be their military advisors. Oh. Jeez, they need the Taliban needs me. Ah, jeez, I'm the Taliban's top guy. Ah, <laughs> for God's sakes! I yeah, will be doing Palestine as well. 
Are you actually doing it? At some point. Honestly, I, I do run a business. I do have investors, so I need to please everyone. And I, I do need to do this media tour. Uh, so I do need to go to the US, go on Tucker, all this other stuff. And then I need to go back to Afghanistan because I've got like an, a promise with the Taliban that I want to keep. But if it's a big war, it's going to last a while, isn't it? Like at least six months. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe. I mean, I do want to say. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know if I, I think I told you, I, I planned another trip, which does go through there. And there's uh, oh, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. portion of the trip I'd like you to come on. So we'll, we'll chat about that later. Do it, much. Which Lovely. could be fun. So maybe. maybe yeah, let's uh, do it. Uh, inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah, indeed. <laughs> so on uh, deporting people who, well, literally had murderers, uh, Matt Thompson says, clear them out, has finally managed to make its way to Parliament. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. You seen that clip? Yeah, yeah. The guy's just like, clear them out. And you know them? Clear them out too. If I was PM for like a week, I think I could solve a lot of problems, to be fair. I mean, I would be a dictator. I could do it a long weekend. Yeah. I reckon. I, yeah, I like the whole dictator system as long as I'm the dictator and no one else is. One man, one, mo- one vote, and I'm the man. <laughs> it's so true. Kim Jong-un, you know, be a... Uh, yeah, I'll just run North Korea, you know. Just put my name in the ballot, so no one would expect it. <laughs> they do actually have an election every year. Uh, it's pretty retarded, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> imagine, imagine North Korea leads going, <laughs> Well, they have multiple parties, but of course, like, what are you, stupid? Yeah, who, who would actually start that party and run it? I mean, they obviously controlled it. Probably you. <laughs> I yeah, could see you yeah, doing yeah. that. No, I would be, I'd be the worst dictator. I think I would plum- I'd make North Korea worse, you know what I mean? I, I would just I would just think it'd be funny like I would just promise change I'm like yeah change for the worse <laughs> I would implement, I, would implement yeah, I would do I would say hey I'll be like hey North Korea but now we have loads of immigrants <laughs> do you know North Korea yeah the North Korean Somali, Somali community uh, it's big big if true I North think- Korea bought some like a thousand Volvos from Sweden in the 70s and they are still refusing to pay it yeah. That's kind of base though, you know. I, That's I quality. Yeah, no, they yeah. did it with the Russians too. They were just like, you're gonna pay for that? Yeah, oh, I've done, I've the done best the same with the Chinese. And the Chinese sent them a train full of uh, supplies and then they take the fucking train as well. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> Chinese. Like, you gotta pay for the train. And we're like, well, nope. you, get, you gave it to us. <laughs> yeah, man. What train? So true. <laughs> I think you've made a, a ju- you've just made a new political drinking game though. It's like who can come up with the best way to make North Korea but worse. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> So George Hap says, Mog, that's just North Korea, but those are immigrants. <laughs> but George says, uh, Mog and co got the wrong idea about uh, being a supposed conservative. It means conserving the whole country, not just your neighborhood. The Tories can't be demolished soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Conservatives are just uh, liberals like five years ago, you know. Well, they're just, they're just another wing of the West. Like, you can't vote your way out of this. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm maybe... Guy Fawkes was the last no, man to no, go to no, Parliament no, no, with no, honest no. intentions. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, if we look at Europe, there were some, some guys, you know, near World War II had some great intentions. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not endorsing like, anything, like, but he was the last man to go to Parliament with honest posters. intentions. I like Mussolini, to be fair. He actually went to heaven, by the way, true story. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the Taliban accepted, tell you this. You no, know, no, Mussolini actually accepted Christ in the last few weeks of his life, and apparently... <laughs> family guy apparently, apparently, No, seriously. I accept Jesus as my it's true though he accepted Jesus Christ and they, uh, I think it was a priest had a vision one day and he actually saw Mussolini in heaven with Jesus so true story by what, going like that no no <laughs> no it's good stuff man uh, yeah I, I can't you talk get about... to heaven there's Bin Laden Mussolini <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I suppose you'd just be chill you'd just be like oh hey guys yeah I'd no, probably be in hell by accident or something you know I'd I hope to go to heaven, man. That's that's yeah. the only goal. That's the biggest trip I'm going to go on. 
It's the one that only, the the one only one that the matters. Sky. Only one that matters, yeah. Well, that, you know, that's what I'm going to post now when you do get killed on one of your trips. He's like, Miles is on one trip. He's gone to heaven or something. Yeah, Miles' final trip to the, the big place in the sky or the big uh, Afghanistan. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, yeah, your dog's gone off to live on a farm type of post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want me to take your Twitter account just in case you do die so I can tweet that yeah man so my password is... <laughs> anyway Shaker Silver says uh, Mog is even wrong about the UK migration as being a success compared to the United States America is actually much better at integrating migrants into its culture see the larger amount of Hispanics coming indistinguishably cultural uh, from South from the American South and now voting for Trump the UK, however, has far more institutionalized action dedicated to keeping ethnic groups as separate political constituencies distinct from the native culture. I mean, we yeah, celebrate it's still, it here. It's still a shit show, though, in the US. I just don't like the Mexicans, to be fair. Like, I've been there a few times. Well, you went to the border where there was yeah, like, uh, Eagle kids Pass. Kids. Yeah, like, I saw one guy just swimming with his kid with a broken leg or something. And like, he had no reason to be there. He was just like, oh, I want to work uh, at a Home Depot or something. Or like, so yeah. I've dragged my kid with a broken leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a potential. Death. Yeah, and they always drown too. Probably not even his kid. Yeah, it happens all the time. No joke. Uh, when yeah, I was on the border for less than one day, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if we can get this on screen. I mean, Miles did a video about this. Yeah, what he's talking about. Oh, there it is. Yeah, top, yeah. top right. Uh, there we are. Because there's a scene oh, in here. I see this back then. But there's a scene in here that really got to me. It's this uh, cemetery. Yeah, this was less than one one day there, by the way. So I saw so much stuff, man. And this happened in numerous locations. So this guy's saying John Doe's for women uh, and then you've got the baby uh, corpses as well who are being buried there Yeah, with these crappy crosses yeah. that are made out of what, like piping? As much yeah, as it looks like piping. Yeah. There's people risking their kids' lives, getting them killed because they want to work in Home Depot. You see, if, that's bad. If, if someone who hasn't got any piping yeah. on their gutters now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, if the immigrants just stayed home and actually built up a country like Europe did, you know, to every other place and spread technology and stuff like, you know, some countries did well you know they wouldn't be brain drained I mean the country would actually slowly improve they won't take the easy way out they just don't want to improve things they just want to flee you know well that's the thing I got actually in Afghanistan with you as well where you look at the place and you're like it actually has potential no like, Afghanistan you could be amazing yeah it's very rich in minerals it could be the most beautiful tourist attraction at some point it's just you know they, they don't really get the mindset of this type of stuff you know like if they if they refocus themselves as a country as well, to being more focused on that. They could actually do really well. No joke, I actually really do want to help the Taliban about stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, who, am a... I, who am I to go there and tell them stuff? But I, I did have... You guys it. like money? Yeah, it's like, do you like having being rich? You know what I mean? It's like... Who might go and tell them out like, of the lives? Yeah, but... But have you heard about butlins? <laughs> 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 I'm going to yeah, change yeah. your country. Exactly. So then this guy here, he's talking about the mainstream media. Yeah, he was about. solid, man. 50 migrants that get sent to Martha's Vineyard. Whereas, you know, these are all recent corpses as well that have been buried. Oh, yeah. They've run out of space, by the way. This is just, you know, they can't yeah. bury them fast enough. You can see the old cemeteries and it's like, oh, the new body. Mm. Well, I'll just put some piping on it. You know, when about three quarters of the way in, we saw there was a, a bunch of migrants that uh, were jumping the border. And when we spoke to them privately, you know, one of my guys was speaking Spanish and they weren't, the kids with them were just kids they randomly picked up. Yeah, it's what they do. So when, you know, they're on about how they complain about Trump separating, you know, tearing kids from their families. Oh, who cares? Actually, nobody. So why they were doing it was um, it wasn't their kids. So what they do, they take them away separately, DNA test them both, and interrogate them both. And obviously, if the kids are by these adults, they go, oh, is that your dad? They probably go, whereas when they're separated, they can go, you're safe now. Is that your, are you related to them? And during, not, during yeah. the Trump, Trump administration, child trafficking arrests went through the roof. 
So mm. that was actually why they separate kids from yeah. their families. Because I mean, often they're not. They get stolen and used as a, oh, me and my my young child, we're trying to get into America for the land of prosperity. It's like yeah, guy from Titanic. I'm not, yeah, unrelated, no, yeah. I'm not a fan of Israel, to be fair. I mean, you know my opinions. But don't they have on their border basically turreted uh, walls and everything like that? Oh, I love Israel's policy. Why, why can't we do that? Why yeah. can't we just set up like a giant sentry nest just on our borders? Well, yeah, Dover, there is an old gun nest. They could... Hey, hey, oh, is it on right move? Is it for sale? <laughs> you think you're joking? There is one. You know, there is. No, yes, well, no, actually, it's where you used to go do a lot of our film with Rebel at this old gunpoint. Actually, this is what we do. We get a, uh, we get a live stream set up. We get me with a sniper rifle. No, no, Every donation. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, I no, no. <laughs> you hit the boat and then they have to pedal back. Trying to not get arrested here. <laughs> no, I'll say I want a real pod and I think they'll be based. As long as you got it endorsed by the British government, then we can talk about it. Yeah, well, I want to run, I want to run the British government. I can fix everything. You probably would do a much better job. So, on it's the fat hard. problem. It takes as a base. Omar Awad says, big fat, big farmer, big fight. But if you boil it all down, it's about big finance. They're willing to send you to death and dystopia because it makes so much money. It's literally we, are, we, we, are, we are customers to these people. We're not human. Cattle. But yeah, if yeah it, cattle. we're cattle. Shaker Silver says, avoid the seed oils, corn syrup, and soy protein, all hallmarks of heavily processed, mass-produced food designed to fill you up on the cheap for no nutritional value. I'm going to Greg's after this still. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I mean, you can, no one's perfect. It's like, uh, yeah. To be fair, I, 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 at one point I might just go on steroids. No joke. I like just do a cycle of clen and then do some dynabob and take something to lower estrogen as well. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Basically, just <laughs> uh, uh, dynabob will get you huge, but it's it's a bit toxic okay. to your liver. Clenbuterol is like a Ooh. fat burner. Then that's uh, don't represent the views of the management. Based. I mean, honestly, who doesn't want to <laughs> no. walk around looking huge? Look at this guy right here. I'm not endorsing <laughs> steroids. <laughs> If that's Sir Olmi still watching, <laughs> I, I endorse steroids. Like, why not? It's based as long as you know, do it responsibly. Just... Like, as long as you don't put, uh, you know, cycle five different. Well, no, drugs. one of the best ways to get instead of doing steroids, if you want to like get bigger and work out more, well, ice baths. If you train after night, don't oh, don't yeah, ice yeah. bath after training because that that prevents um, atrophy, which is basically the muscle growth. Do it before you work out. And your testosterone spikes. Um, to that Sir Olmi, uh, Sir how do you pronounce your name? Uh, look up the research by Dr. Russell Blaylock. Mm. That's where he found a lot of the uh, aspartame stuff. He's heavily censored. That's as right. You can tell. Mm. All right. Well, um, we're pretty much out of time. So if you'd like more from us, come back in 30 minutes. We'll be doing Lads Hour. Um, if you want to find more from Miles, you can find him, as I've, I've mentioned, over here at the YouTube channel. Please, I need to pay child, uh, child support uh, <laughs> to, my, to my five children in different countries. Why constantly travel? Please, uh, <laughs> please go follow me, man. Donate uh, something. Uh, you'll, fund, you'll fund my death. Just do it. And <laughs> If you want to not fund someone's death, you can go How About Callum Smiles, as you can see here, yeah. and go and check out what's going on there. Yeah, so that's a great name, by the way, Callum Miles. Smiles. Callum Smiles. Callum Smiles Media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool lump smiles media. I, I will admit, like the, the the name memes on this show are a whole other thing. But anyway, we'll be back in thirty minutes. We need to probably go and, and, and get Greg's or something. Stare at a wall. Um, <laughs> bye, bye, bye.